Hello, Believers. I'm Dr. Shante, and welcome to another episode of Branding for Believers, the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers with the tools, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger. This is a very important week. I'm so excited. This is launch week. Believing Bigger has hit stores. You can go on Amazon and get your copy. And I've just been so overwhelmed by the support on social media and my phone has been blowing up left and right. People have purchased multiple copies and I so appreciate that. Uh, For the first week of launch, Believing Bigger, you can get it for $7. And that's because I do want you guys to start book clubs with it. I do want you guys to start faith groups and empowerment groups with it. And I want you to buy multiple copies. Uh, You can get it at that price until Friday. At midnight, because at the stroke of midnight, then it will remain at its list price of $17.99. And so far, the reviews have been awesome. The testimonies have had me in tears. I am just so blessed to be able to give that to you guys, to just gift that to you. And I really do hope that it strengthens you along your journey. And so because of the multiple calls for the audiobook, and I told you that I would do this one or two more times before the book actually came out. So to celebrate launch week, I am going to use this episode to share another excerpt from the book. And this time it's going to be chapter 17. Who can I run to? Do you guys remember that song? I want to say by Escape, but it's not by Escape. It's from an older group because Escape remade it. But who can I run to? Uh, I am a very musically inclined person. I learn musically. I sing musically. Don't ask me to sing. I'm not going to do it. Um, (laughs) But uh, who can I run to? And our guiding thought for chapter 17 is this. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down to it to go with them to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. And this is from Jonah 1.3. In the modern age, corporal punishment of children is extremely frowned upon. Parents who physically discipline their children are often labeled violent or abusive or both. But back in my day, disobedience meant that there would be some consequences and repercussions. Discipline usually meant physical punishment with whatever was in arm's reach at the time of the infraction, including house shoes, gym shoes, paint stirrers, extension cords, paddles, broom handles, belts, or hot wheel racetracks. And when none of those things were available, a good old fashioned backhand would do the job. But times have changed and so has people's approach to parenting. What has not changed is the growing pandemic of defiant children and the need for some type of disciplinary action. Were you or are you one of those defiant kids? Have your parents ever asked you to do something and you just didn't do it? You didn't feel like it or you didn't think it was a good idea. Whatever the reason you chose to ignore your parents' admonition, what happened? Did you suffer any consequences? Or what about you parents? Have you ever asked your children to do something or not do something and they outright defied you? What about continually asking your child to do something and they continually disobey you? What did you do? Were you inclined to take extreme and drastic measures like putting your son or daughter out of the house? 
Did you suspend their privileges, shut off the cable or other amenities? Did you take away their clothes except for five school outfits and make your child sleep on the floor instead of the comfy mattress you purchased for him or her? Okay, I'll be honest. Those last two were just my mother. I wasn't the best child. But you have had to do something, right? Because a defiant child, a willfully and persistently disobedient child is a parent's worst nightmare. The back and forth struggle between parents and children is a perfect illustration of our relationship with God. Not only do we have bouts of disobedience, not only are we defiant, but many of us are arrogant about it. Whether we do things we aren't supposed to do or refuse to do the things he asks us to do, we have the nerve, the arrogance to expect him to keep paying our bills, to keep maintaining our health to keep providing food, shelter, and clothing. We expect him to keep right on blessing us. But imagine your child who has just outright defied you, turning around and asking you to pay his or her cell phone bill or requesting money for a new pair of shoes. Would he have any teeth left? Mm Mm-hmm, I thought so. Fortunately, God does not always give us the punishment our actions deserve, but he does respond. Look at what happened to Jonah. God told Jonah to go and preach to the residents of Nineveh, but Jonah refused. In fact, he more than refused. He put 2,500 miles of distance between himself and Nineveh by fleeing to Tarshish. Jonah didn't want to minister to the residents of Nineveh because they were a Syrian. They were an idolatrous people and a dangerous threat to Israel. Jonah thought that they deserved whatever punishment they had coming. He knew that if he went to Nineveh and they believed, God would not lay the smack down. Jonah had assigned himself judge, jury, and executioner. Disobedient, defiant, arrogant. God could have killed him, but he decided to handle things differently. He put Jonah in time out. In fact, God is the creator of the time out. When Jonah jumped on a ship to flee from God, God sent a violent storm to get his attention. As the waves crashed into the boat, the seamen tried to row back to shore, but it was no use. God sent more waves, more violent than before. When they realized that Jonah was the cause of the calamity, they tossed him overboard and the sea immediately became calm. Jonah did not drown, but he found himself in a time out. Three days and three nights in the belly of a fish. During his time out, Jonah realized who the real God was and cried out to him. God responded and gave Jonah another chance to obey. This time, Jonah did as he was told. Just like Jonah, your faith journey is going to require you to do some things that you just don't want to do. It may require you to drive into some areas that don't valet. It may cause you to build bridges when you'd rather build walls. It will definitely require you to stay in your lane, heed God's instruction, and set aside your will for his. This is because the consequences of disobedience affect more than just you. See how the seamen in the boat suffered just because Jonah didn't want to act right? Other people are also impacted by your response to God. Think about bitter mothers who rob their children of a relationship with their father because they can't forgive him for the breakup. God tells us to love our enemy, to pray for those who are mean and spiteful. But sometimes, hmm, we'd rather see them burn. God tells us to forgive when we'd rather hold a grudge. But remember, 
Our job is not to punish. Our job is simply to obey. You can run like Jonah, but just as he could not hide from God, neither can you. So if God is calling you to serve, to forgive, to submit to his will and not your will, just do it. Don't be one of his kids who has to learn the hard way. Pray this, Lord, even though I may be reluctant, give me a heart of obedience to do what you have called me to do. Move my will out of the way so that others might be blessed. Help me to understand that my obedience is the key to someone else's breakthrough. Amen. Tweet this. I'm not on the run. I'm ready for duty. Hashtag believing bigger 31. So that is chapter 17 in Believing Bigger, a 31 day faith journey. I've told you guys many times that Believing Bigger is about your faith journey. It's about you dealing with you because Facebook faith, Facebook faith, that is not sufficient. Facebook faith, when you get alone by yourself and you're dealing with the real issues of life, that Facebook faith is not going to cut it. You have to have some real faith and faith that whatever God is calling you to do, that there's a purpose, that there's a plan and it exceeds what your finite mind can comprehend. And so ours is not to reason why ours is just to obey. And I know that that is a hard pill to swallow. And I will tell you that I chose this chapter in particular because I have had to swallow that pill this week. You know, it was, I discovered some things, you know, some betrayal and just it, it, my first instinct was to just stonewall, just to block, to be angry and to be unforgiving and to be, hmm, I wish I would. You know how we do, you know, the net get to rolling and, and we get to, to feel in some kind of way, but you know what? God has humbled me all week that this is not about me. And that here's the thing that I don't want you guys to miss. And this is what I want you guys to to remember as you are thinking about growing your brand and your business. Basically, what you are asking God to do is you are asking God to prosper you in the thing that he has called you to. And even though God has called you to it, even though God is faithful and just and he never breaks a promise, you can slow up the works with your actions and your attitudes. This is the part that when I coach clients, this is the part that I can't I can't get underneath that inner heart. I can't get underneath that surface because you can tell me anything, you know, so it's not about your your content or your marketing or your publicity or your PR. It's really about what's going on in your heart. And that is the part that I cannot coach. And that is why I wrote this book, because I can give you, as I've said many times, strategies all day long. But, you know, if you are judging somebody, you know, if there's somebody or some bodies in your life that you think deserve punishment and you you are not mad about it. You you would rather see them punished rather than going to minister to them, rather than going to show love to them. And these are the things that can really hinder and block and slow down 
God's plan for your life because see, God is a holy God. You know, that's, that's the part that we can never sidestep. We're all flawed and messed up, but God is a holy God. And so we can't ever sidestep the fact that he cannot dwell in anything that is unclean or unholy. And that includes our hearts and our attitudes. And so every time we build up those walls instead of tearing them down. So every time we hold a grudge, instead of forgiving, what we are doing is we are halting our access. We're severing that fellowship that we have with God so that he can continue to prosper us. Because, you know, as Paul says, um, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. In other words, just because God is going to forgive your sin doesn't mean that you have a license to sin. Doesn't mean, you know, you can go around like, well, he's going to forgive me anyway. So carpe diem, you know, (laughs) it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And I know that this is, is hard to hear. I know that it's a departure from what I usually talk about on the podcast. And some of you might be listening to this thinking, well, I don't want to buy you a book then, you know, I don't want to deal with that. But here's the thing. I'm telling you this out of love because you know how your real friends will tell you about yourself. You know, your real friends will tell you the truth and not just sugarcoat and cosign and rubber stamp everything that you do, even if it's taking you down the wrong path. The fact of the matter is, is that God has a calling on your life. God has blessings for you. God has people that he wants you to serve. He has people that he wants you to minister to. And believing bigger is also believing bigger than your own pride, believing bigger than your own stubbornness, believing bigger than your own heartbreak because God has an answer for all of that. You know, he's a healer. He's a mind regulator. He can change hearts and minds. And so I'm not saying this, that saying that it's easy to do um, because in our flesh, it's, it's nearly impossible to do at the same time. If we are going around saying I can do all things through God who gives me strengths, all means all right. So That is what I wanted to share with you this week on the podcast. Uh, Believing bigger is blessing lives. Believing bigger is speaking right to the heart of things. And I don't want you guys to end up at the end of 2016 wondering why you're stagnant, wondering what went wrong, wondering why you bought this class and you went to this workshop and you went to that summit and you went to that conference because all of that is window dressing. There is no conference. There's no summit that is going to make you come face to face with you and make those decisions that affect the heart because from the heart flows everything else. And so I want you guys to approach 2016 with a clean slate, with a pure heart to forgive who you need to forgive, to go and serve who you need to serve, to go and show up for who you want to show up for. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, You might get invited to speak or to minister or to um, be on a panel at a relatively small or seemingly insignificant event. You know, it's not one of those big name brand events. It's not one of those ones that will garner a lot of likes on social media. And so you might look down your nose like, please, and they ain't got no budget. Hmm. But... If you listen to the call of God and if that's where he's calling you to be, then go. Because obviously somebody in that room, 
needs to benefit from what you have to say. Or, you know, you never know who's in the room. You never know what decision makers might be there on that same day. But because we feel some kind of way about the the organization or their budget, you know, isn't what we, we think it ought to be then we will miss our blessing and the people that are there will miss their blessing. And so one of the things that I wanted you guys to to take away from that chapter is that when you disobey, when you go rogue, when you pull a Sarah Palin, it affects more than just you. It affects more than just you. It affects the people around you because here's the thing. Don't miss this. When Jonah did not go to Nineveh straight away as he was instructed, Yeah, the people of Nineveh did not get the breakthrough that Jonah was supposed to deliver. But at the same time, the people that Jonah fled to, okay, when he was in Tarshish, when he was in the boat, in other words, innocent bystanders began to suffer because of his disobedience. And so while you might not want to go to that thing, or you might not want to go and be with those people, okay, they're not going to get the breakthrough that God has prepared for them through you. But at the same time, where you choose to go instead, okay, so the people People that are going to be around you while you're being disobedient, that's what we call collateral damage. Now, all of a sudden, people that have nothing to do with the decisions that you've made are suffering because of the decisions that you made. And so that's why they say that, you know, when the Bible says that it's just a very narrow path, you know, any way that we can think to try to sidestep loophole. But what if, you know, he's just so high, you can't get over it so low, you can't get under it. And so wide you can't get around it. You know, you have to walk the straight, <laughs> you have to walk the straight way. And I know that that is, is hard to hear. But at the same time, as a friend, as someone who loves you, as someone who appreciates the fact that you guys tune in every single week and listen to this podcast, I have have to tell you the truth. And so please go and support Believing Bigger. Um, at the time of this broadcast, Believing Bigger was already climbing its way up the ranks on Amazon. One of the things that I went to take a look at was that, and it kind of surprised me, there are no women of color in the devotional category on Amazon in the top 20. Um, I believe that Cindy Trim is at number 75. And I said, wow, that's important for diversity to be represented in best-selling categories. You know, we, we support so many other people, but oftentimes we don't support ourselves. We don't support our own. And it's very important because when you don't see yourself represented, you start to think that those places are not for you. And best-selling lists are absolutely for us, even in devotional categories, even in categories that have been predominantly dominated by other people groups. It doesn't mean that we don't have a place as well. And I know that that cannot happen without your support. And so I hope that up to this point, I have earned your trust and certainly your endorsement and the Amazon reviews that are already up there speak for themselves. I do hope that it will be a blessing to you. And I cannot wait to hear your testimonies. So of course, you know, you can always tweet Tweet me, text me, hit me up on Instagram. Let me know how this is blessing you. If you get the book, you know that there is a daily hashtag and a daily tweet and post. So if I look for the hashtag Believing Bigger 31, I will find what you guys have to say. And I just can't wait to be encouraged and for you to be encouraged by this collaboration because I wrote this book.
look for you. So I will see you guys on the next episode. On the next episode, Pod Class will be back. And it is, ooh, ooh, let me just give you the preview. When I tell you, hold on to your socks. It's it's my most favorite pod class that I've ever done. It's my absolute favorite. Like I I I I broadcasted myself happy. I was so hype after that particular episode. I just can't even tell you. So definitely make sure that you tune in next week. It's going to be one for the books, certainly for the books of of Brandy for Believers. So I love you guys so much. I can't wait to come back with a praise report and a testimony about how you guys have supported this book. I know that we can do it. Thank you guys. And I'll see you on my next episode.